Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. So here we are. Welcome back. Episode, I don't even know what number now. What are we on? Five? Six? I don't know. Four? We, I think, are still in shock that this is actually happening. That's right. We're We're sitting in the same room at the same time for more than five minutes. We are actually, like, really pushing through on this. It is happening. Uh, So if you're listening. Hopefully you're benefiting. Yeah, if you're listening, that means it's live. So we've accomplished something. (laughs) Uh, We've checked something off the bucket list. I know. Right? Um, Yeah, so obviously, if you heard from our earlier ones, we kind of started this idea back, you know, when our kids were about to enter teenage so we're not now so we're in the middle of teenage uh, we've got a driver which that's a whole another thing we've just a permit driver yeah permit yeah he's not he's not driving on his own but um, he's driving with us and that's yeah there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of pushing on the air brakes in the passenger <laughs> side i don't know if or you guys do that the bar. yeah uh, that's right the os bar the oh shucks bar oh shucks that's in most right cases. <laughs> that's right um so yeah that's the the whole new uh world that we're in but um in the middle of it yeah i, I have know. to say it's interesting what i'm learning is that you dread things more leading up to it than when you're actually in it and so as much as you think of how scary it is to have a driver, we are in a place where we are. I am in the car probably 75% of my day. And so it's actually something I'm looking forward to now, having CJ be able to help out with carpooling. Yeah. He's only been driving a month, and I, I, can't, and I can't wait for him to be 16 and start driving himself to swim practice. And he's done a great job. Yeah. He's been fairly, aside from heavy on the brakes at times or the accelerator. Yeah, he actually is. He's doing a fantastic he job. Is. He's learned a lot in a month, and uh, and I feel really good about his trajectory of, of being able to drive when he's 16. I, I cannot turn the keys over soon enough, though. Right. That will save us some significant carpool time. So carpool time, but again, insurance, insurance, insurance. Oh, joys. <laughs> yep. So anyway, that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk to you about all that. We are actually here to talk with Misty Page. So we're on our second of two episodes with Misty, and we're going to jump in with her, and she's going to get into a little bit more about discipline, um, parenting through what she calls the hard, uh, and then even a little bit about dating. So let's jump in with Misty. Discipline. What did discipline look like for you uh, in the home when you're having to deal with small yeah. stuff, big stuff? Yeah. Um, I think that my kids would probably say I was more strict, and I just felt that it was an investment for the future. I always kept in mind that I was given the task to raise them to become independent, strong adults. And anything that I did when they were with me was an investment into making them adults, you know, that were going to contribute to our society. So I felt that was my purpose and kind of what I was carrying. And so um, I looked up this verse that I think describes it really well. It's Hebrews 12, 11. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And I think that's that probably good. how I would describe it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I probably leaned more towards, um, Rachel says she was grounded her entire middle school years. <laughs> <laughs> probably for good reason. Um, 
But um, <laughs> I just I just felt it was really important because it was how they were going to be trained and to and grow up. Respect respect was a real challenge for me because the value of I think two parents is there was never anyone that said don't talk to your mother like right, that to back you up. And right. so it was like don't talk to me like that it doesn't <laughs> carry the same weight. <laughs> right. Um, so that was probably the the greater challenge is. Um, teaching respect and um, training respect, but that's just a challenge, not something that can't be done. But I think discipline was really something I probably didn't cut corners on, but, you know, just because of the the goal that I was going after. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can you think back, was there one scenario that you ran into that it was just a really hard challenge uh, and, and discipline and, and having to discipline either Scott or Rachel, and it really kind of was kind of put a wedge maybe in the relationship. Was there any, a season where, where that happened or an instance where that happened? And if so, how did, how did you navigate it? Um, there is, there, there's one thing that comes to mind, and it was when Scott was actually in college. Um, and it, it didn't really put a wedge in the relationship, but it definitely defined a lot of stuff. Um, I think it's really easy for parents to just decide when their kids go away to college that the job's done, out right. of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Right. And and to some extent, it is true. I slept a lot better when they were at college than when they were at home. Mm-hmm. But they still need direction. They still are trying to figure stuff out. Um, and Scott um, got into some trouble when he was at college, and it caused him to have to come home. Hmm. Um, literally, like, I dropped him off on a Wednesday moved him into his apartment, and he was moving home on Thursday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And so um, he got into some legal trouble, Hmm. and he had to pay a lot of money, um, Hmm. you know, and it was, I held him to being responsible for every single cent of um, the lawyer, the court fees, everything that was involved. He probably paid about $6,000. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And it took him off track of school like he was out of school for about a year and a half two years getting his life back on track and kind of just getting everything sorted out and um god was really fortunate covered him he does not have any record or anything like that god was just really gracious in that sure but um i did not let him slide by on that like I took him to a scared straight lawyer who was like, (laughs) 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 and so I, you know, I I think that was probably a defining thing for him because it was, he was either going to go in one direction or the other. And even as we were driving home the day after I had moved him in, he's just, he even said, mom, I feel like this was God's way of um, disciplining me. And Mm. so that I would not get caught up into the stuff I didn't want to be involved in again. And so I'm like, okay, this is good. You know, like it, it reminded me to, to stay strong, even though it was one of the hardest things I had to go through as a parent. Yeah. That is big. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And very, I mean, that's, that's big. And it's a part of his story now. Like he would share it because it really has helped develop him into the man he is and he's learned a lot through it. I think we all have a crossroads. There is that, which way are we going to choose? And it's probably, to me, when I think back, I can think of it more as a single individual, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I'm certain I put my parents through some drama, but 
as a parent to watch it, that's, that's so got to be gut-wrenching. Yeah, it is really hard. I think we want to rescue our kids a lot and protect them from pain and from hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's how character and endurance is built and strength. And like going through hard things is not bad. Right. You know, going through hard things alone is, is not great. But going through hard things with support, that's what we're called to do is train our children up to, to yeah. be strong and know how to handle things mm-hmm. independently. So it's important to let them go through things that are hard sometimes. Excited about it, you know, obviously they think, you know, we want a dad or why aren't you dating or, I mean, because as they get older, they probably notice more, you know. Yeah. Um, they haven't said too much about it. They probably would be very open to me dating and re- getting remarried. Um, it's very funny. I was only married for four years, so it wasn't a huge part of my life. Right. But, um, yeah, when they were younger, they asked about a dad or that type of thing or um and I did like I said I I did date early in um my single years but um they they've just kind of always been gone along with however I've I've charted the course I'd yeah. say you talked um we've talked a lot about just being a single parent so mm-hmm. that relationship with your kids but you talked just a minute ago you were talking about the notion of companionship and going through those years with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, So you obviously didn't go through it with a spouse, but I'm sure you had people. So talk about as a single parent, what did you do just for you for those relationships? Who'd you surround yourself with? What did Mm -hmm. that look like? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure there's single parents that are thinking, how do I do this alone? Yep. And I think you said you, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Even though you are the one making decisions. Yeah. Talked yeah. a little bit about just that outlet. A lot of diff- it. It looks like a lot of different things. It did in my life. Like um, I had a group of single moms that I was pretty tight with, but I also had um, a small group. I really enjoyed a small group of married and single women. Um, I after a while of being just around single moms, I just felt like this isn't the only voice or the only voices I need in my life. I need broader perspective and mm-hmm. I need women who are in all stages of life and so I just sought out small groups that had married and singles I, I sought out friendships of all ages the couple that I mentioned earlier that God brought into yep. our life um, they were great um, so it, it um, Scott had a lot of mentors like I mentioned I, I looked for anyone who I thought would um, invest and bring value into our lives I found a way to bring them into our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's great. And I would imagine the kids would speak to that in a very positive way. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and having those relationships around and mm-hmm. and those, especially that um, couple that was kind of those grandparents-type yeah. couple, um, just to have folks like that around that are pouring into you guys as a family. Yeah, they were – they still are in our life. Um, I mean, it looks different over through different seasons. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they are still there and – probably been the most consistent which is great and my family too like I don't Mm -hmm. want to discredit my own family they were hugely supportive of me they just weren't in Georgia yeah but they're just not local right absolutely which makes it tough yeah one of the things that you just reminded me of like there was no one to um, oftentimes there was no one to celebrate with Hmm. like it'd be like hey Scott just got an A on something and I was like there's nobody to tell you know Mm -hmm. so that's just one of the realities of being a single parent it's hard 
because you you lose someone to to celebrate with or yeah. the person who carries the things with you. So I mean, it honestly, there's n- there's no navigating. There are really hard things about it. Yeah. But I found God to be so faithful through the years that um, I I can't say that I really was lacking for anything. Yeah. That's great. Well, I hope that that can encourage I hope um, so. someone out there that, you know, maybe looking ahead to the season going, I just, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe this will help them know yeah. there's options and there's, yeah. there's ways to navigate it. It's going to be hard, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's ways to navigate yeah. it. Yeah. I, I guess, let me be really clear. Like I came to a place in my life where I was like, I'm going to run after Jesus more than anything else. And I trust that he's going to bring everything I need and provide everything I need. And so if I seek him first, all these things will be added to me. So, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't just figure this out along the way. I was like, I'm going after Jesus. And And you got to make that decision. Yes. And that's a turning point. Absolutely. I'm going to trust him even when it's hard. I'm going to trust him when I have no money in my bank account. I'm going to trust him when I feel alone. I'm just going to trust him with my life and stand on his promises. And he's been faithful. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great story. That is awesome. So as you look back, we talked about, you, you mentioned more fun, right? Because mm-hmm. we love ask, asking this question. Um, you, as you look back, what, what would you do more of? What would you do less of? Yeah. So I know you said more fun. Mm-hmm. Add to that. Is there something else as you look back as a single parent or just parenting in general, going through those middle school, high school years, college years, I wish we would have done more this. And maybe it's even if there's something I wish I would have done more this, and then there's I wish we would have done mm-hmm. more this. I probably would wish I had been more encouraging with my words. Hmm. Um, I was always probably leaning more towards correcting, or right. Scott would say I was nagging, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. I wish I had been more encouraging with my words um, and realizing the power that they hold on them. Um, not gotten, uh, not sweated the small stuff, you know, like um, I think I learned that over time, but it took me a while to be like, yeah. Yeah, that's not really a big deal. Um, and think about the bigger picture. So I think that would be it. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's more, but nothing's jumping yeah. to mind right now. What about as a family? Is there something you look back and go, I wish we as a family would have done more of this? And maybe it's even thinking through the fun. If there's something that you think would have added to that fun, yeah, maybe it's building in some kind of a different um, tradition or just something that, that you would have done to make that fun happen? Yeah. Um, some of my best memories, I feel like we've been very fortunate and very blessed, so it's really hard to come up with much. Because, I mean, we got to take vacations with the couple, the couple that I oh, mentioned. Okay. Oh, that's They great. would go to St. Simon's every year, and it worked out with our spring break, and mm. we got to go to St. Simon's. God was oh, so cool. gracious to us. Mm-hmm. So great. even when we didn't really have a lot of money, um, he just blessed us. You're generous yeah. people. And um, some of our best memories, my best memories, are um, having dinner with the kids. Like, we, it was three schedules going in different directions. Right. But um, we used, I used to have this, like, bar in front of my sink, and the kids would sit, and I would serve them dinner, and um, I would stand up on the other side of the sink, and we would eat dinner with me standing up and them sitting at the bar. But it was some... Probably some of our best conversations yeah. mm-hmm. happened at that time. So, like, actually, all I, I just have good memories. Um, obviously, distance makes the mind forget things, you know. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I don't know, Chris. I'm sorry. No, 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 no yeah. worries. Yeah, just um, curious. I, I'm really, I feel, all that really comes to mind is I'm just so grateful for the years in the way yeah. that they played out. So, yeah. But it would probably be when they were younger, more fun. Yeah. Um, as they got into high school, I loved going to the soccer games. I loved going to the track yeah. meets. But um, when they were younger, and it was, that was probably, I was young. I was 24 um, yeah. when they were uh, two and four. And yeah. so I was trying to figure out how to be a parent yeah. as a young 20. So it was in those younger years, probably pre-middle school, where I wish I had had more time, injected more fun, yeah. spent more time yeah. playing with them, that, that sort of stuff. But yeah. I was, when they were two to middle school, like the young years, I was working, going to school, there's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, I had a. I was yeah, you were in a survival lot. mode, probably. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, anything you think, uh, looking back, uh, that you can point to, you wish you would have done less of, either as a parent or just as a, as a family. Probably less um, of trying to make sure everyone did the right thing. I, I, I think that's something I learned over time. I think I probably tried to control a lot of outcomes hmm. for them because I was like, if I can just get him to do this, then this will happen. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was always trying to make sure that I set up the right thing to happen or, right. you know, um, you guys are laughing, so you must understand yes. this. Oh, yes. <laughs> I get that. I've seen that. So I would probably just have relaxed more and tried to look at who they were and kind of chart, help them chart their course for their unique personalities rather than trying to make things happen. To lump them up into one. Mm-hmm. I have one, and it's kind of going backwards, if I can add a question, because I really feel like I would love to learn, how did you guys navigate dating? Mm-hmm. That, that's just a random, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many things we think about, like, well, maybe we should, you know, right now, CJ's in middle school, so they're starting to, you know, like girls, this and that, which is great. That's totally healthy, and there's so many different schools of thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. do your kids date when they're younger in high school? Do they not date mm-hmm. at all? Do mm-hmm. they just hang out in groups of friends? And I'd love to get your thoughts just of where you're, how did that work with your kids? Yep. Especially since you've got the boy-girl difference. Yep. Um... I'll say the entrance of social media into things, even in the last six years or so, has changed that a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, when they were middle school, high school, it was instant messenger was the big thing. Texting and instant messenger. Right. That's all right. we had to really yeah, worry I remember, about. I remember the instant, <laughs> instant messenger. I've, I've forgotten about instant messenger, actually. That's, um, yeah. yeah, that has now become irrelevant since <laughs> 2010. <Yep. laughs> right. It's been a while. Um, I, they both have always chosen pretty well. And um, Scott was, they didn't do a lot of dating. Um, and they actually didn't do a lot of like in middle school dating. I just, I told Rachel she couldn't date until she was 16. That right. was right. Um, a rule I made for her. And um, Scott didn't really have a girlfriend until he was in high school. Um I mean, they did maybe like little dates yeah. or parent chaperone dates, but when they were in middle school, there was definitely chaperoning, and I, they were, I just they had to be pretty accountable with where they were and who mm-hmm. they were with, and I knew their friends, um, 
but when they got into high school, it was, um, you know, more, more dates and driving in cars and that sort of stuff. So I just, I set some age parameters and I needed to meet the people they were dating and I needed to meet their parents and it was probably pretty yeah. old fashioned, but, yeah, um, which is good. Yeah. Were they mortified or how did they handle it? <laughs> uh, I didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's good. We're going to bring you into our house in a couple years. You're going to be our mentor. This is great. I love it. Um, Just listen to what Miss Misty says. It's all good. And we back her up. Um, But they both chose very well. Uh, I mean, and so there was one that I I was really concerned about, one relationship. And I was probably a little bit more involved in that and more hypervigilant of, like, what are you doing checking up on them, you know, that type of thing. And so I guess I would say, like, when your kids are in middle school, high school, like, you need to respect their privacy. They need to have, be able to have privacy, but they are also in your house, and you, they are accountable to you, and you should be able to know what's going on with them. Right. And so I was able to know what was being said on Instant Messenger. And, and like, they're just... wasn't this like, no, you're not allowed to know this. So today it's like, I know they always say like, you should be able to log into your kids' Facebook accounts or you see their phones or, and I think that's really important. Like, um, you need to know what your kids are saying and what's being said to them. And there's just a lot of dangers out there. Yeah. And then how did the conversations around purity and all that play out in conjunction with the dating? Yeah. I was really lucky because, again, North Point did a great job uh, in transit and in, inside out, did a great job of addressing that and supporting that. And so I was able to come around and have conversations mm-hmm. around that. I gave them books to read. Um, we talked about it. I had conversations really early with them about sex, like probably before middle school because I knew what they were going to start hearing and talking about and but I mean I just always approached it from a biblical perspective that purity is is about keeping yourself for the person God has created you for mm-hmm. and they've each made their own choices in that and then have to face the results of that right. just the and natural consequences yeah sure I mean we all do and and I think that's one thing I've always wanted to like control for my kids is like I want to just keep you as pure as possible because I know what mistakes feel like and what consequences feel like but then that becomes part of their story and God is faithful to each person right I think one thing I realized when they were growing up is they had to have their own relationship with Jesus I couldn't make it for them as much as I like put them in church and read we read scripture and and I wasn't super faithful about that I just tried to keep them in the best environments right but I just realized I can't make them love Jesus they have to love Jesus and that's going to happen through their decisions through their mistakes and through him showing himself Mm -hmm. faithful in their life that's great yeah it's very helpful and it's hard I think that's really hard because you do you just see these little special people that you just want to preserve because you do live through your own mistakes yeah and I think sometimes that's to a fault yeah. that we we, yes. we can't correct their course of yeah. action totally because it is their story. Yeah. Thankfully, we've got a graceful God that has corrected a lot of our stories. And we still have mistakes that we're going to be making ahead. Yeah. But 
I think that's another big lesson for me to have yeah. to keep my hands open and trust that we're giving them the best yep. foundation possible. The, um, I'll just this makes me think back to a previous question about what was the hardest thing actually, and yeah. um, it was there have been seasons where both of them have kind of not been following Jesus with their life, and I've is very you know clear they've been they've we have open communication yeah and it's not like they've been doing anything horrible but uh, I can tell that he is not factored into their decisions and in seasons of their life and for me that's probably been the hardest thing and there's nothing that makes you I think you pray more as your kids get older Mm -hmm. um than I did even when they were little because uh, this the dangers are greater, right? You know? And the independence. Um, so for me, the hardest thing, the hardest season, has been trusting God to know that He is He loves them more than I could ever love them, and is pursuing them and wants a relationship with them. And so, when I see that they're not choosing that, um, or they haven't chosen that, um, being able to trust and not try to micromanage and control yeah. and shove things down their throat has been the hardest thing. Wow. So now that you've raised adults, mm-hmm. what happens next? I get to enjoy. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, I, I'm loving getting to see where they're at, the choices and the decisions they're making. And that doesn't mean they'll always be great, but I'm really just getting to really enjoy seeing them become adults and seeing them uh, really flourish in life. And I, they're, in, they're both independent and they're both doing well, and I'm going to knock on wood for that because that doesn't always, that can change sure. yeah. any day. But I'm just really celebrating what how faithful God has been. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this has been great. We can't thank you enough. Yeah. You've been so transparent and just real, real. And I, that's what I love about you is you are just real. But you also just see God coming out of you. And that's just another reason why we are excited to sit down with you. So thank Thanks you for so making much. time. This was yeah, great. you're so Thanks welcome. For thank your you. Wisdom. Well, we're glad that you got to listen in on the second episode with Misty Page and hope that you got some great tips. And for those that are single parents, hope that you walk away encouraged. You know, it's hard to be parents. And it's even harder when you're carrying the burden solo. And I think Misty did a great job and offers some really awesome insights on um, how to get through it and how to get through it strong. And um, her kids are a testament to her staying the distance and staying, you know, staying on the path. Um, we're so glad that you tuned in. If you guys would make sure that you subscribe to the Hindsight Podcast on iTunes or however you get your podcasts and leave us a review so others can find out where we are, what we're all about. Check out our Facebook page for any resources that we talk about in any of our podcasts. You'll see those listed on Facebook as well as just send us out some feedback or any questions that you may have, and feel free to share this podcast with anyone. We look forward to seeing you next time. We'll be sitting down with John and Beth Bennett. They live in Atlanta, and they have three grown children, and they will be providing us with some great insights from um, the early years up and through the middle school and high school years as well. So we'll look forward to seeing you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.